You are now tuned into Accelerate to Great Podcast with Nehemiah Davis, a podcast for aspiring and established entrepreneurs looking for their next level of greatness. Welcome back to another episode of Accelerate the Great. I'm your host, Nehemiah Davis. And today I have another phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal episode prepared for you today. I get the opportunity to interview my friend, world traveler, business strategist. Um, She's absolutely incredible. Travel around the world teaching thousands and thousands of women and men how to start, grow, and scale companies. So I said, Christy, I need you to come back on the podcast. I need you to come drop some game because the game you give people literally is helping them get to the next level day in and day out. So without further ado, I want to introduce my friend, serial entrepreneur, all-around boss, Christy Jackson. What's up, young lady? Thank you. Thank you. I'm great. Today is warm outside. Finally, spring has shown up. I'm wonderful. Are you, are you, are you sitting still? Are you actually in Houston for, for a day? I'm in Houston for about two weeks. Gotcha. All right, cool. <laughs> so last time I seen her, I want to say we were in D.C. She has this amazing tour called the Global Power Tour, where she literally goes from state to state and country to country, uh, inspiring and impacting women and men just to get their business all the way right. So let's kind of jump into it. So you went from realtor to consultant. You, you, you've been in the space of just generating income for years. Like that, this is what you do, right? So... <laughs> Right. So it wasn't no rodeo. This wasn't no quick fix. A lot of people look at people like you and other people like she did that overnight. No, she'd been grinding. She, she'd been bumping her head. She'd been figuring it out. She'd been traveling. She'd been putting work in. So I want to take on how did you get started in entrepreneurship and when did you transition to start teaching other people how to do it? So I started off in real estate in 2003 And my goal at the time was I wanted to be an investor. I didn't necessarily want to sell real estate. And I didn't know that, hey, you don't have to get your real estate license to be an investor. I didn't know at the time. And so now I'm a realtor. I start working with a lot of investors um, in my first year. And what was happening was I was basically falling into the average. The average realtor in the United States makes less than $20,000 a year. And that's still true. And a lot of times we look at like HGTV, we look at, you know, million dollar listing and we think that that's the norm. It's not the norm. The average realtor in the United States makes less than $20,000 a year. And I was one of those realtors. And year after year after year, I was maintaining that position. I mean, my dad was having to buy me tires all the time, you know, a couple times a year. I'm running through tires. I can't afford any health insurance for myself. I'm just struggling. And so I was also in grad school to get my master's degree. And I got an MBA in international business and marketing. And so I'm coming out of school. I have my MBA. I'm a, you know, realtor at this time. I decided to become a broker, but I had to get some coaching and some consulting along the way. The coaching and consulting is the first thing that I did for my real estate business to help me get out of that 20,000 or less type of business. So I started to become, you know, or, or I became a million dollar real estate agent before the show. And I did it by working strictly with um, international buyers and cash only. So I was one of the only realtors in Houston where if you needed a mortgage, I wasn't the one. I only wanted to do cash and I only did international buyers. Well, I also started Women's CEO Project because I was finding like I was hitting a ceiling. I would hit a ceiling and I found that, hey, my consultant that I hired for real estate helped me so much. And I also had a consultant at the time. I tell everyone, if your coach doesn't have a coach, give them the side eye. I don't, I don't trust that. So I hired a consultant. I, my first one was in real estate. She helped me scale my real estate business. But then I hired a consultant for this new women CEO project business that I started. And she suggested after one of our sessions that I become a coach. She said, Christy, you have an MBA, right? And I said, yeah. What would you be doing with that MBA if you use it in corporate? 
I would be consulting. <laughs> but even though I had an MBA, I was very scared to go out and consult because I was like, what if I give someone some bad advice? What if the advice I give them doesn't work? I had all of these fears and I just was leery of putting myself in the position where I could be attacked or put myself in a position where I could be wrong, you know? And so um, from her suggestion, I decided to turn Women CEO Project, which was, you know, an overnight idea into a full-time consultancy. And for those of you who, you know, you may not know me at all. So let me just say, I started Women CEO Project in 2010, 2010, August 31st of 2010. And it was absolutely the wrong time. I say that because so many people are like, oh, I have to wait for the right time, or oh, it's not the right time, or it's, I need when my child goes to college, or mm. my mother was sick, seriously sick, not kind of sick. Um, I had just given my parents my life savings about nine months before. Um, I had agents in my office. I was a new real estate broker, and new real estate agents will stress you out because you're so scared of them getting sued because when they're an agent, this lawsuit goes to their broker, me. Right. All of this happened and I moved into my new large real estate office in downtown Houston on August 30th of 2010. And I had the idea for Women CEO Project that same night. August 31st, the very next day, while I have this high rent, and I have agents behind me. I have family stuff that I'm trying to maneuver. That's when I started Women's CEO Project. So the timing, forget timing. It'll never be the right time. Mm. So it's, never. It'll never be the right time. Um, and I agree. I, I say that all the time. Not to cut you off. Um, but listen, guys, you're waiting. You're waiting for the right opportunity. It's never a right time to have a baby. Never a right time yeah. to start a business. Never a right time to travel. Listen, you just need to do it anyway because there's so many opportunities. My mentor always tell uh, ET always say, you got to take advantage of an opportunity of a lifetime during a lifetime of the opportunity. You keep waiting. The things that people like Christy or I'm telling you to do this year and you try it next year, it may not work. It, like the strategies and things are changing so quickly. <laughs> So you got to take massive and imperfect action on the information or you're going to literally get left. So go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I just want people to, I want that to really go down in their mind. Stop waiting. Just do. You had the idea. You were overwhelmed. You had so much going on. You still said, I'm going to do it. Still did it. That, and I bring that up for that exact reason. Um, I work with mostly women. I, I work with men and women, but it's mostly women. And I find that we're always looking for the burning bush. We're always looking for the absolute perfect everything aligns time. And that's simply, you know, it's, it's a maneuver to keep us, you know, in the same position so that we never have to be put, uh, we never have to show if we're really as smart as we say that we are. We never have to show if our idea is actually viable because we're always saying, well, it isn't the right time. It's not the right time. So I can't do it yet. When I tell you this was the exact worst time of my life, and I still did it, and I'm so glad that I did. Um, another point that I'll bring up again, because I know that it, it may help someone, is that, okay, I started Women's CEO Project. Hear me out. I started Women's CEO Project. In the first year, we had over 80 events, eight zero, over 80 events. I almost had a breakdown because I wasn't sleeping, wasn't eating. Every two or three days, we had an event in my office. Every two or three days, new event. I'm paying for Women CEO Project through my real estate company. Take that note. I'm paying the speakers. I'm paying for refreshments. All of the events are free. All of them were free, okay? Because I'm still not confident yet. I'm still not as confident as I should be to charge a little bit, okay? Well, there was one particular event, we can go into that later because there's some lessons with that, Neo. But there's one particular event, I'll just say, it's one particular event that I hosted that got me to the White House, okay? So I'm flown to the White House, I get White House recognition, and I'm simply amazed. At any point, I'm thinking that they're gonna tell me, oh, it wasn't you, we made a mistake. It's, we were looking for someone else. I kid you not. I just, 
I wasn't expecting it to be me, okay? But while I was in DC for three days, I had a lot of time to think by myself. And I thought to myself, if I can get a recognition for this business, I have to take it more seriously. When I got to the White House, I didn't even have a website. So stop using these things as an excuse. I did not have a website when I got to the White House and when I got White House recognition. We had a meetup page. I was just creating a lot of activity on social media, but we did not have a website. Our first website was built when I got back. So I'm in DC and I feel like, okay, I need to take the business more serious. Then I come back to Houston and my accountant is telling me, Christy, you're spending too much real estate money on this business. It has to actually sustain on its own. So I have two big things glaring. Number one, shoot, if the White House thinks this is good enough to bring me up there, plus my accountant is telling me I'm spending too much money here. Okay, Christy, you have to make this make money. I went from having hundreds of women in and out of my office every week because things were free to when I get back from the White House, I decide to charge $12 a month. Neo, $12 a month. Crazy. I couldn't make this up if I tried. It makes me even feel like when I say it right now, like literally, Christy, $12 a month. Do you know I went from having tons of people to my first event where I had a charge of $12 a month? I had like four people there. Wow. Because they got so used to you doing it for free, correct? They got conditioned. Like, oh my God, are you kidding me? $12? And I'm still, I still was going to subsidize everything that I did. But it was just like, well, that'll help at least pay for some of the food. Okay, well, you know, I was charging as low as I felt like I could, you know, try to charge. And it taught me a lesson. Number one, I had to rebuild. I'm sitting here in my White House recognition, and I don't even have a company anymore because no one's coming out. Wow. So I had to build everything all over again after a year and a half. So I hope it's a couple points in there. That oh, that's good. And I'm happy you said it because I wanted to, because there's someone listening, Christy, they're free. And I was that guy. So I used to do the free events like you. I used to do the $10 to $12 events. So I'm not saying that's a different customer, but they started to get accustomed to the $10 to $12 events. So I was almost afraid when I booked ET for my first conference in Philly and I went to a hundred. At the time I got a coach, he said, yo, your heart, if your heart can't cover it, it won't even it won't make sense if you don't believe you're worth that hundred it won't even feel right what you saying a hundred dollars so i figured i did some mind work um and i was able to get the hundred i'm like yo i'm blown away people actually paying a hundred dollars for this and i've been hooked ever since to at least getting a hundred dollars per mm -hmm. event minimum because i know the value that we bring and i understand one gym from you can change someone's life. One gym for me can literally change the trajectory of someone's life. So this is a perfect segue because we have people listening, Christy, they're afraid to charge what they want. What do you consult? What do you tell a client to get, get their coin? How do I get more? I want more money for what I offer because it's valuable. You went from 12 to hundreds or thousands. How did you do it? Is it a mindset real thing? Comfortable is it a now. Real comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It does take mind work. And unfortunately for a lot of women, Neo, it takes a lot more. You know, we're taught to be safe, to be comfortable and to be appreciative. I remember, um, you know, my global power tour. One of the first questions that I always ask the women is how much money do they want to make in the next 12 months? Because we're going to spend that time building a strategy around getting it in. And I had one city, I think it was, I think it was my second city. <clears throat> and I asked this question. And when I ask this question to my clients in private, I've gotten many tears. But it's typically tears like, man, I've been undervaluing myself. That type of tear. This time I got tears from a lady in the audience and it threw me off. Because it wasn't like a tear drop. She boohooed. And I was like, oh my God, I had to stop. I was like, what's wrong? And she said that she feels like if she put a number out there, that God would feel like she wasn't appreciative for what she had. Right. That threw me off. It threw me off. And I'm like, 
if if you you know it doesn't matter what religion you believe in but i don't know of any religion that requires you to be poor or to be uh to only survive instead of thriving Mm -hmm. from what i understand every religion tells you that you can have things you can you know um you know have the life of your dreams and what I, I what I would say is that I understand her position, though. I do understand we've been told women more than men that it's certain things that we can't have. We shouldn't attain to have. When I posted, you know, my first truck with my name on it, I was so teary that day. Like, I'm still teary. We have another truck to pick up today, y'all. But this time, it has my husband's mother's name on it. But, you know... When I, when I had my name on it, I was just so excited. I wasn't even dressed up for it. You couldn't have told me everybody was going to like that photo. I would have dressed differently. Right, right, <laughs> but right. what I will say is, you know, my parents told me not to ever expect to make more than $30,000 a year. Your parents and told you that? My parents. Wow. And I can tell you from knowing them that it was about 90% not in a negative way. Right, of course. It's conditioning. That's all they knew probably. conditioning. My father has never made more than $36,000 a year. Okay? My mother made it up to about 75. She went back to school, made it up to about 75. So when I asked my dad this question, like, well, how much, how much, like, will I make when I'm an adult? I don't remember how I formed the question. But all he was going off of was what he knew. And what, like, you'll make about $30,000 a year. You'll retire when you're about 62, 63. That's when you'll, you know, go on your vacations and take your cruises. And I was like, I gotta wait till then. Keep in mind, I'm like 13, 14, 15. I'm like, damn, that's how they go? Okay. So I have to wait until I'm like 60 to go on some type of vacation and it's a cruise. And, you know, this is what I should be expecting. You know, I got my bubble burst my freshman year in college when I repeated that. And people were like, where are you from? Nurse, I was in nursing school. They were like, nurses make more than that. What are you talking about? You're going to make more money than that. I just didn't know better. I didn't know, you know. So coming from me spending at least half of my life thinking I would never make more than $30,000 a year to $30,000 a month is like, Christy, you slacking, girl. Get it together. (laughs) Go work, you know? So that's amazing for me now to go from that to that. It is a lot in your mind. It is a lot in, you have to figure, I feel like we don't spend as much time getting to know ourselves as we should. Spending time to get to know yourself will strengthen you, you know? If you know what makes you feel sad, if you know what makes you feel like you can't do something, if you know, like for me, I used to have to practice my speaking engagements 10 times. That's what will make me feel confident. Somebody else may not need that. One of the things that I have my clients do is, we don't just say, oh, I'm going to do property management for your house. No, 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 no. Because that gives a person so many ways to attack your value. We break down every single thing we are going to do within that property management. We're going to clean the gutters. I'm going to change the filters on your AC twice a year, three times a year. We're going to do this. I'm going to make sure there are fresh towels in your house. I'm going to make sure someone comes and starts the car and runs the oil through your car every two weeks. I'm dead serious. That's how one of my property management contracts looks. So now when a person is looking at this, they have less to attack and you feel more confident stating your value after that. Because you're looking at that list like, damn, I do all that? So that's one of the tactics that I have my clients do so that they're more familiar with their value and what they add to the table and they can start repeating it so that when someone's like, well, why would I pay you this? They can, they can list it out. And when someone wants to reduce their price, it's like, okay, no problem, sir. What part, what would you like me to take? What bullet would you like for me to take off? Because my fee isn't variable. It doesn't move. But these bullets can. Uh-uh. Once people see them bullets, they never want to take a bullet off. <laughs> it's funny. Chrissy, it's funny because, you know, we got the two event spaces. And when people call, you know, anybody who answered the phone, I'm like, yo, when we, we don't 
The price is the last thing we discuss. We talk about the features and benefits, AKA those bullets. Mm -hmm. So they're calling around getting all these places. Hey, how much for your spot? Yes, 1200. It's matter of fact, how much for your spot? It's a thousand bucks. So, right. How much for your uh, event space? It's a thousand bucks. But when you call me, Oh, thanks so much for calling. Our event space includes all of your tables and chairs. So you don't have to rent any includes your surround sound system. So you don't have to hire a DJ. And as I'm saying these things, they in their mind, like, Oh, price savings. Um, it includes a projector and TV if you want to put pictures and video up on a wall or just show a logo throughout the entire time of your event. You're welcome to do that. Um, it's a six-hour event, so four-hour event time, an hour setup, an hour breakdown. We have parking and we have a kitchen. Uh, the price is normally twelve hundred, but it's only a thousand. So you won't go with me versus my thousand versus someone else just because of those bullets, like you said. And I know the value that I'm bringing. When I tell them that, they're like, "Oh, that is a lot." You know what I mean? But you got to make sure you're communicating with the person on what am I actually getting here? So yes. it helps you say that price. Like I'm saying my price with no problem because I know I know it's projector, worth it. Projector yep. already, please. That's too and then you already, you already book a bit. You book a bit. So you go into a hotel, yeah, projector, yeah, that'll be another thousand. What? I, that's why I bought my own. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. Yeah, so... That's good. So let's talk about, so guys, now we already talked about, it's a mindset thing. You got to get into your mind and see your value. List out those bullets, list out your work. Christy, I know you talk about a lot of, I love, you do like a segment on your page and guys, make sure we're following her Women's CEO project. If I was a realtor, if I was this, um, just what would you do, right? So what's some things you would do off marketing strategies? I know you talk about a lot of, a lot of us, we're only focusing on online, and there's nothing wrong with online, but we're leaving a lot of money on the table because of our inability to see, like, yo, you can still make money offline. What were people doing before online? So why not get some of that money? Couple things I would do. I would make sure that I have books and business cards with me at all times. I told one of my clients the other day, keep at least 10 books in your car. She packed up her books. She sold those books a couple days later. Just something happened. She went to go speak and somebody asked if she had books. She went to the car. She brought those books in, all those books sold. She was like, Chrissy, if I would have had 20 or 30 books, I would have sold all of those. Keep books in your car. Keep business cards in your car. I like to keep a blazer and some heels in my car. Now for women, that won't be a problem because you know our, our car has tons of shoes in it. But keep something in your car to where if you have to go somewhere or you get an opportunity, opportunity more so, because as you're networking and you're creating momentum, it'll be like, well, can you do lunch? I'm meeting this person right now. Can you go to lunch right quick? Can you go and talk to them? That, that happens to me all the time. The last time that happened to me was, it hasn't been a year ago, but it was a big deal. You guys saw me a couple months ago when I was standing outside of my truck and I said, another deal closed, a 12 month deal. I started on it. Uh, March of last year and it was a fluke I was at lunch but I was at lunch at a nice place and I was dressed up and I got invited to an impromptu lunch well do you want to have lunch with us sure let me finish up this call and have lunch and that's how I got that contract closed just FYI but when you go out don't go out raggedy don't go out raggedy I'm going out today I'm just running errands I have on a full dress I did my hair, all of that part of this was for Neo's interview, but I don't have anything again until like 7 p.m. Do not leave your house without representing your business. Mm. That's very important. Number two, three. Your product or your product. Yes, go get yourself together. And getting yourself together does not have a, a certain amount of money attached to it. With, with women's boutiques, and I don't know how men's are, Neo, but with women's boutiques right now, we can get so such nice clothes that don't have to cost so much. I mean, straight up, this dress was $40, no lie. But you can get dressed up, you can be presentable without spending so much money. But another thing that I would suggest, and you guys have heard me say this before, is I don't go to a lot of free events. I don't go to a lot of free events. I go to paid events, okay? I go to paid events because I want to meet people who have you know, a habit of investing in themselves. Mm. Not to say 
that at a free event, someone won't invest in themselves. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that your percentages of meeting people who want to invest in themselves is higher when you go to events that cost money. And don't let it be an event that, that has a high level of cost. People are going there expecting to get every penny worth at that event. They want to network with, they want to have on the spot meetings. They want to do business deals. So I go to events that cost money. Those are some of the things that I do. One thing, another thing that I would say that I do is I get on a plane. I don't care if I don't know anyone in the city. People always ask, who do you know in South Africa? Me, because I'm headed there. Who do you know in Ghana? You know, who do you know in this place? No one. The first three times I went to Ghana, I was by myself. The first time I went to South Africa, I was by myself. I don't get on a plane to make something happen. And also to make bigger things happen, you have to do your own feasibility. You may not be able to learn everything online. And especially if you want to do any type of global business, especially if it is third world or they're not as developed as the U.S. is, you're not going to learn everything. You won't be able to close anything on your computer. You might be able to sign something on your computer, but you have to meet in person. And you don't want to not be able to close a deal of your life because you won't get on a plane. Yeah. I will get on a plane. I will spend my own money to do my own feasibility. And I will invest in myself to close bigger you know, transactions. That's good. And, and here's one that Kirsty and I talk about. I see she talk about it, I talk about it. But one of the things we have is that American Express Business Platinum mm -hmm. and Platinum Cards. And guys, the annual fee is crazy. I'll be telling people who can get approved, get yourself American Express Platinum. And so many people only see, oh, it's a $550 annual fee. That means nothing because $200 oh. for free Ubers. I don't know if you know, Christy, they just did a partnership with Saks. So you could go buy something with Saks online you get a hundred dollars worth of free credit a year with that so fifty dollars you could spend between january and june so spend that 50 now and then you can spend another 50 june and december not that you could get a lot with 50 bucks from sex but it could supplement whatever you're buying or buy some socks or something or get somebody a gift card right but the reason why this and here's the hat guys literally go download go get yourself american express platinum card pay the annual fee they don't charge you for two months but now it gives you priority pass which is an airline card that gets you access to 1100 lounges i personally haven't purchased food in the airport in years and if you are someone who travel anytime you're buying food in the airport from the very beginning it's twenty dollars you can't walk away from a store without spending twenty dollars unless you want to like mcdonald's or something but what this does now you go on the american express lounge Everyone is of high quality and high caliber because you can't get in that lounge without that car. You can literally meet someone, do a business deal with someone who you're just meeting there, and then you get to go to 1,100 lounges. So when I'm traveling with my family, we aren't ever paying for food. So that's another hack. And you just want, like Christy said, you want to put yourself in rooms with other people. And some of these most expensive restaurants, another hack, go to lunch. Their lunch is no more than $20, but now you're around uh, Chick-fil-A is $10, $12 for a meal. Spend eight more dollars and you get the opportunity to meet a Christy, meet a me. That's just what I'm doing this afternoon. I'm going to take myself to a nice lunch and work. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So Neo, that, that, that American Express card, yeah. guys, <laughs> listen to him, okay? We, we will spend 30 minutes and go a little bit earlier to the airport and then I can decompress. Yeah. Get a drink, eat food. I get my Prosecco. <laughs> we typically will eat. And I was like, Kevin, the meal in American Express Lounge is wow, better sure. than the meal, you know, outside. We might as well just go. Let's just go there. Let's go to the airport a little bit earlier. And we eat there for the last, what, at least year. And we both had American Express forever. Now, I've always gone to the lounge. I just had to start convincing him. <laughs> he was like, he thought he didn't even know it was cute inside. I'm like, look, the restrooms are cleaner. You can plug up. It has free Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi is fast. And the networking. We have met some amazing people. The networking is very, very good. Yeah. The ROI, Christy, the ROI on a relationship, 
I think real estate don't pay a higher return. Nothing pays a higher return than the ROI that you get from a relationship. I don't believe there's nothing else that pays me higher dividends. Like our friendship prices. We'll know each other for the rest of our lives. We'll generate income together. We'll throw things each other's way. That's what you call priceless, right? So I want you guys to really start thinking about the reason why we're honing in on this because so many of us focusing focusing online, but you're not going out to lunch. Mm-hmm. You're not going to that event. You're looking at you're looking at it as an expense versus an investment. And this mm-hmm. is how you need to start looking at things if you want to really scale um, and build your personal brand up, which is huge. Sure. So for you, you built your personal brand. You help so many people. What's some things you do for marketing? I had the master, and, and I want you to later on talk about the books. I have several of your books that added immense amount of value to my life. You're a great marketer, um, just all around boss. But um, when is it actually question before, when is it a good time for someone to write their own book? I love a book. I love, I have three and I, I did what you say. I uh, used to carry mine everywhere I go. Somebody used to say, yo, why you always got your book? Cause this always. is what pays my business. All look, three look, you already read. <laughs> it's a conversation starter. <laughs> so when's the right time, did you say? Now. There is no right time to write a book. Um, and most people think that the, the writing of the book is the hard part. And it's, it's a part. It has to be done. You know, it's a box that needs to be checked. The hardest part of the book writing process is to stay interested in your own book and to market it heavily on a regular basis. I sell books all the time. Guys, I think I put my numbers up last year towards the end of the year. And I still had clear six figures selling books, my first two books together. And it's like, they're, they're four, no, three-year-old books. They're three-year-old books that I'm still clearing six figures with. And you guys know, I just came out with my third book. And I, the marketing for the third book, it starts on Monday. You know, so I haven't been pushing it. But that's what so you're listening to this now it started now so guys what's no. the website <laughs> what's the website Christy because once this on out, Amazon it's not on the website yet it's on Amazon perfect. that's my third book and it's big guys this oh, is a big one geez. it's 217 pages I put I put a lot in this one it has all these you know forms and everything we'll talk about it but I think that the perfect time to write a book is actually right now um the books, having books behind my name got me on a stage um, at the oldest university in the world, Cambridge and uh, the United Kingdom. I was the youngest person and the only American on this stage. I'm talking, I'm with CEOs of banks all over the world and I got on the stage and I'm sure having two books behind my name at the time helped me get that position or get that speaking engagement. Um, so books can open the doors for you, but I tell my clients, we're not writing a book to write a book. Forget that. Do that when you retire. We're writing a book for a purpose. And we, if it's good, if we can know the purpose in the beginning, because that's going to help tailor our book. I've had people come to me after they already wrote the book and want me to help them write a marketing plan for it. And it's like, okay, what do you want this book to help you do? You want the book to help you get coaching clients. Well, nowhere in the book does it say you're a coach. Problem. That's why we need to know the goal before we write the book. Because if we know the goal, "Mm, I want the goal to help me get speaking engagements. Well, there's certain things we need to make sure we insert in this book. You know, you know, like when you play Mario Brothers and you would like hit like a prize, (laughs) a secret prize. We We need to put some surprises in there. So that people know you're a speaker, so that they know you're a coach, so that they know you're an accountant, that they know you do clients every Monday. We they know you for the hire. Yes. So, you know, you're marketing your book even while inside of your book. You're selling other products even with your book. Wow. And you know what's so crazy? Peep this, Christy. I tell people this. It's crazy. Unlike most products and most services, right? You literally write the book one time. Think about this, guys. I had the t-shirt brands, right? Anytime I want new inventory, I gotta say, yo, I need a, I need 12 smalls, 12 mediums, 12 larges. Let me get it in black, let me get it in blue, let me get it in green. Oh, the second design, I need this. I need, hey, um, just send me over a thousand books. How you want them? The same ones, the, the same one that I wrote 
three times, three years ago, that has never changed. That's going to literally make money for the rest of your life. Catch this, guys. Barack Obama is going to sell millions and millions and millions of his books indefinitely. Think about some of your favorite books right now. Think and Grow Rich, right? Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Just you, you name Rich Dad Poor Dad. You know what I mean? Books Robert Kiyosaki has sold millions and millions. And think about it. How much effort did he put in? You put all your effort, all your energy into this project once, mm -hmm. and it's going to pay you over and over and over and over and over again. So, man, it's a lot of gems being unpacked on this episode. I hope y'all, geez, I hope y'all catching it. It's a lot. So, so, geez, because we we giving them on market, off market tactics, on marketing book tactics. Wow. So for you, uh, what's some things you actually got coming up? Woo, a lot, a lot. You know what, Neil? Let me give a couple more, couple more marketing strategies. I Let's see that. Listen, no, yeah, I got <laughs> I a little bit more time. Instagram, so, okay, Good. you need to be going live. Neil and I Good. were talking about this before we even uh, pulled up our live. You got to be going live. There's money on your live. Just think about it like this: No one hears when I stutter. No one hears when I'm messed up. No one hears any of that. They just heard, you know, the information that I gave. And every time I go live, I make money. I write all my lives down. People think that I'm memorizing this. No, I write everything down. You guys, when I say point two, I'm looking at my notebook and I pop up point two because people ask me all the time, how do you memorize all that? And I'm like, y'all don't see me look down? See, your audience won't see you look down. You have your points laid out. Okay, what is the theme? Oh, just FYI, in the new book, I have live stream templates. Just fill it out. If you want to do your live, what's gonna be your theme? What's gonna be your CTA? What are gonna be the three to five points that you give in your live? Don't give more than five points because people's eyes typically glaze over and you might lose their attention. So aim for three to five points. Always have a CTA at the end of every single live. I don't care if that CTA is, Join my email list. CTA does not mean they have to buy something. It's just trying to get them to take an action. Join you my email call list. call to action just in case anyone like, what is that? That's call yes. to action. Call it's to like action. Yep. Um, another thing, you need to be doing five to eight stories a day. Five to eight stories a day. And don't let that overwhelm you. The things that do the best on stories are things that are unpolished. People like to see the behind the scenes. So aim for doing five to eight stories a day because over 200 million people are watching stories every day. They're going to your stories and not even to your profile page. That's you me, Christy. haven't even noticed. I, I watch you know. stories. I watch stories, Christy, like I watch TV. Like right? I, don't even, I don't watch TV. Like, I, like, oh, let me see what she got going on. Let me see what he got going on. I literally sit there and watch stories. They're entertaining to me. They're entertaining. You know? And the thing about it, guys, you are leaving so much money on the table when you aren't live. Like, Christy and I are both live right now, right? Yep. We Here's write this down. How can you become omnipresent, right? So we're live right now. This is going to go on YouTube. This is going to go on our Instagram feed, which is going to last 24 hours. Me and Christy both did a story. Then this is going to go on a podcast. And this one episode will live forever, and you're going to constantly be able to hear it Check it out. Watch it. I might even pull a piece, put it on IGTV. And here's the other thing, guys. When you're doing these stories, just to add, you want to also be doing polls, asking your audience what they want. I don't guess anymore about what do they want. Hey, I'm thinking about releasing this new program where I'm going to teach kids how to become entrepreneurs. Do you guys prefer me literally walk you through it for six weeks, or do you want to do a course on your own? If more people say do a course on their own, guess what I'm going to release first? The course on their own. But the problem is you won't get this data unless you ask your audience. You won't get this unless you do your story. But so many people, Christy, they be in their mind. They be like, oh, my gosh, live. Oh, I'm afraid to look. I'm afraid. Like, you're going to miss no, out on the no. Some days I feel, you know, you don't, as women, we don't feel perfect today. I'm still getting on. Another strategy, guys, and this is money. I actually teach this for money. <laughs> Don't ask a question on your polls that your product does not solve. Mm, that's good. I'm not about to ask a question and I got to refer you to somebody else's product. Let me, mm. let me make sure you understand. I, if I ask you, 
Are you having trouble with marketing this or marketing that? No matter how you answer, I got a product for it. And by after you answer it, I'm going to DM you the link to that product. Mm. Well, my assistant will. Yeah, serious. Listen. I, I did a proposal writing class last month. Before I had even posted the proposal writing class, on my profile, we had sold out. That's why, guys, I had to open up more seats because we had sold out just for me posting a poll. Are you ready to take my proposal writing class? Hold on, Neo. So if you listen to this, if you listen to this, one of the things I want you guys to do is this. Soon as this live, soon as soon as if you're listening to this podcast, go on your Instagram story, ask your audience what do they want. Literally ask them, like, hey, I'm thinking about releasing this or this. What do you want? And make sure you have both of those things. And then when they vote, when they vote, I am now sending them a direct message because they said they want it. So now now it's a possibility for you to be able to generate income for you actually asking. But here's the problem that a lot of us are having. We're afraid to ask. We are so afraid to ask. Like, listen to me. My mom told me this as a kid. She said, there's only two answers a person can give you, yes or no. But this is one thing I don't do, Christy. I don't assume. I asked Christy to be on a podcast. I'm not, I know she's incredibly busy. I know she got a lot going on. I know she charged for things like this. But I'd rather for her to tell me no versus me assuming that the answer is no. I wouldn't have told you no anyway. Though. No, no, I, I got I'm just using it as an example because the friendship we built. But Christy, there's so many people who want who may want to book you for speaking what? or they're assuming. Don't assume. I, I need the direct answers. I'm like, Christy, yo, I'm thinking about starting a truck business. Hey, what, what do you think? She says, a lot of work, but it's worth it. But what if I didn't ask? That one piece of advice could have been the thing that pushed me to make me start or me not asking. Maybe I would have never started because I didn't ask. So, guys, don't be a person mm -hmm. who's not asking. What's your next strategy? We're going back and forth. With some <laughs> parking, so I was trying to get her out, but look, we want to keep going. Listen, okay, bow, you guys. Okay, I'm going to give one more. I'm going to give one more. Yeah. So, I would... Let's say you post a story, a story, um, and the story could be a video, it could be a picture. A video is gonna convert a little bit better. So let's say you do a story video, okay? And you do the same thing. You ask a question, okay guys, I'm gonna do this type of session. I'm gonna do 10 minute video sessions. Who wants one of those, okay? Send me a DM for info then my assistant has the same text that she's copying and pasting. Copy and paste. It's a link to my calendar in there, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. It's all the details of how you and I can have that session together, okay? When you click that link, it brings you to my calendar so you can see my open times, right? But before you can book one of those times, uh, uh, it pops up for you to pay, mm. okay? All right, so now you pay. And then it allows you to place yourself on my calendar, right? And after you place yourself on my calendar, it sends you a link for a questionnaire. That is a short funnel. I've done it. I did it in August last year. I've done it multiple times since then. I have some of my clients doing it. And we started from a story. It starts from the stories, sends you to the DM, copied and paste text. All of that after that is a system. I don't have to be involved. When I'm involved, you, you know, you've already paid and I already have your, your questionnaire and the answers, you know, I've already been able to see it. We do that all the time. And if you have any type of consulting, if you have any type of service-based business, you need to be using your book button on Instagram. Mm. The book button is an action button that you can have if you have a business profile. Just Google action buttons on Instagram. That's All cool. right, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> Guys, y'all getting, getting a whole lot of value today. Listen to me. I asked her, I said, Christy, I need you to come drop some gems on here. And I already know she don't hold back. But, guys, these are things. Here's the thing, Christy, I'm going to be honest with you. I put out the podcast, and it's literally a degree for free. You go listen to every episode, Christy, you will fill up a notepad. Like, someone can extract value and go turn this into – six and seven figure income but you know the problem Chrissy, that a lot of us want to have they're not going to do it because when you don't pay you don't pay attention and when there's no transaction sometimes there's no transformation so 
Another hack for a lot of people, podcasts are gold because I get the opportunity to interview some of the brightest minds in the world. They're given so many game-changing strategies that they normally charge on it, they charge for. So just another hack, listen to every episode. Like find, <laughs> find that person who you want to learn from. Go on iTunes, search their name. It will pull up every podcast they've been on and they tell you the strategies, right? Christy just shared multiple ways for you to you can easily go make 500 they make money today and i tried it with other clients that one i just told you about starting with the stories in the dm yes yeah. and, and here's another side note josh in the dms there's a button called quick reply and you can load the messages preload the messages in there so when you do it you can literally just the quick they reply just speaking with. <laughs> this is neo guys yeah Yep. What's up, people? So, guys, you can literally quick reply button, and then you send them the same message over and over again. Same thing my sister do. She's in my DM. And that's the other important. Christy, you talk about how important is a VA or assistant? Like, they're, they're, I can't live without one. Well, I got a couple. It's impossible. I have to. I have right, to. Me too. <laughs> and the thing is, let's, 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 let's jump into that for a second. Yep, um, yep. A lot of times people think that they're going to be expensive. That's your first thought. Hiring anyone is going to be expensive. Um, Nehemiah. <laughs> the, and, and on live stream, Nia, they are like, wait, 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 what's this podcast? Yeah. He's going to give it again, guys, in a minute. And his Instagram, all of that. Yeah. So um, I interviewed this lady. I interviewed this lady on one of my old podcasts, guys. This is 2012. And she was at seven figures. She had a seven-figure company, and her assistant only worked five hours a week. And that blew my mind. I said, how? How? You know, I'm thinking I can't afford one. Yours works five hours a week. And so what I've learned is your level of organization helps you to where someone can come in and actually take things off your plate. If you have things everywhere, your passwords are everywhere, or you don't trust people, you know, people won't be able to help you. This woman was running a seven-figure business and had an assistant for five hours a week. Now, I haven't been able to get down to five hours a week because I got a lot of go stuff going. We got our trucking. We got all kinds of stuff going. But I have two. One works 10 hours a week, and one is now on retainer. Um, so that's really all that I have, but they are so important. They're working on things right now. They're working on the sales launch for my new book. They're working on things right now so I can be with my client when she's launching her national tour while my assistants are back actually working on Women's CEO Project. So assistants help you scale. Don't think about it in terms of, well, I can't afford it. Think about how can I afford it? Mm. And here's another just to add, don't ask yourself how much do they cost? How much is it going to cost you if you don't have it? The most valuable thing we have, guys, more than anything is our time. It ain't, it's no way in the world I can't get yesterday back. It's no magical thing I could do. I can't get it back. And for me, prime example, my assistant, I double her. She works 40 hours a week, and she, she lives in the Philippines, so it's more affordable. But I double her pay. Like, it blew her away. I'm like, yo, you you helped us generate more income. Here, here's, here's a double, get more money. But if I didn't have her, I was talking to my lady, I'm like, man, I would be a horrible worker at a job. Like, if, if you gave me an office job, Christy, like, look, I don't send my emails. I don't know how to do Excel. I don't know how to do Google Sheets. Like, I don't know how to do none of that. But what I do is I hire someone who does. A lot of people be like, I don't have no degree. But I hire people who do. People who work for me have all the credentials and all of those things. So I really want you guys to start looking at, like, how can you hire these people? How can you get these people? Because you will only be good at a few things. I don't want to be good at everything. I don't do no videos. I just want to talk, right? I record my podcast. After I'm done, I'm done. My assistant sends it to the editor. The editor uploads it. But a lot of us is trying to do too much and we're focusing on MWAs, guys, minimum wage activities, right? Mm -hmm. And what that simply means is, and I'm not saying, oh, it's a low-paying job, but what I am saying is you need to be focusing on the activities that give you the highest return. Me is speaking. All I want to do is speak. All I want to do is do certain things. I don't want to – I'm not trying to uh, edit this, 
figure out this. No, I just want to send it to the person who's good at it, pay them what they asked for, and now I could use my time to generate me more income, use my time to help more people and do the things that I love. But a lot of us, guys, we look at these things as expenses. You need to look at these things as investments. And you know, a good place to go, go check out Upwork, check out onlinejobs.ph. There are just a few different places you could go to find assistant. Look for interns who just want to work with you. Um, it's just so many different ways to uh, do it. Um, so, yeah. So this has been, hey, Chrissy, I told you 30 minutes. We've been on here giving fire for, for almost an hour. So <laughs> I thought I was like, going to beat him home before the dog started barking. But right, no, no. So real quick, how important is this? Because then we'll get out of here. You, tra you, got, you make, I always tell people this. You got to learn how to make your money work. Basically, your money need to work for you so you don't have to work for it. Right, you could be going to go buy the cars and going to do anything that you want, but you took several of the money that you made, went and started a trucking business, went and started this. So, how important is diversifying? And uh, what it, what do you tell people? Like, man, I nah, I, I'm not gonna go start another business. I'm not gonna make more money. I'd rather spend it. Like, what is the what do you teach people on that? Because I'm sure it's like. It's, you could have said, yo, I'll go buy this. I'll go treat myself. But you're thinking long term. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, that, that one's tricky because, uh, and I don't want to get too, too, too deep. But mm -hmm. what I will say is that, you know, uh, for some of us, unfortunately for us and our families and our past and our family's past, we are so accustomed to not having things that when we do get some money, we want things because that's one of the things that's been held from us for so long. Right. So we, we, we want to get things. We want to show that we're supposed to be at a certain place. We want to show that we can do things too. So it makes us spend a lot of money. Whereas mm -hmm. you don't want to, you, you can't pass along just clothes to your child. You don't want to pass along your, your legacy can't just be closed. It can't just can't be clean. Job yes. You know, I, I want to be a part of a legacy that continuously makes money. And you always look at these people that have generational wealth and you're like, who's the person that started with? Well, you know, I'm one of those people that unfortunately for me, it won't really come from my family. It has to start with me. So I'm going to be the person that, you know, I won't have any kids, but maybe my stepkids that will be talking about like, okay, well, mom and dad actually invested everything <laughs> into creating some businesses that, you know, gave us wealth and has our children where they don't have to work for anyone. You come and work for the family. You know, and we're slowly getting all of our family to work for us. We're looking for bigger office space. You know, it's four sons, couple cousins. We got a couple of the sons. We getting everybody, you know, all the way, you know, together to where it's like, oh, on the door it says Muhammad. We own everything. Yeah. We own every we own everything here. So, you know, I just want to be a part of leaving the legacy. And it really is easy because I like stuff, you know, I always have. But after you have a certain amount of things, you're like, okay. I need to be able to take advantage of opportunities, which means you need to be liquid. I need to be able to leave something, you know, some type of legacy. Um, I need to be able to donate or, or uh, uh, give back. Okay, well, you know, when you see people donate to a cause that they believe in and our causes are dying, okay, it needs to start with you. Okay, so we always have to think about maybe I didn't have this or that, but how can I start that today? Start paying off debt. Start working on your credit, which we all had to do, have to do. Start paying down debt, working on your credit, start saving. I don't care if it's $25 a month. Then start investing in small ways. I don't care if it's uh, Loyal 3 or um, uh, it's Robin Hood. It's a couple of other places where you can do very small investments and get a piece of a stock. So start, start investing. You want to see your money work for you, not, okay, all my money is in my clothes or my closet or I'm wearing them. You want to start seeing things multiply. And once you get a taste of it, you know, I think you'll be good once you get a taste of, wow, that $5,000 turned into about 30. Hmm. If I did another 10 now, you know, you will see that invest. But the first thing you need to invest in is yourself. 
Okay. You need to invest in yourself. There are so many people who won't spend money on their business or getting coaching. I probably at this point now, if I count since the time that I hired my real estate coach up until now, I've spent more than a hundred K on coaching, consulting, investing books, all that more than a hundred K. And I still got a lot more to spend by the way. Right. Yeah. I mean, by the time the lifetime, it'll be millions in, in personal yeah. development, right? I spent 26000 last year. I'm like, yo, this year I'm going to try to figure out how to spend 100 because I develop mentally, personally, relationally in so many different ways, right? Mm -hmm. um, and here's another one. This is a post that I really, I saved it in my archives. It was like pretty much that you post, and I don't know if you remember it, but it was like, a lot of you could have businesses or something, but we're being suffocated by the car notes, the bags, the mortgages. Like, guys, we got to begin to monitor our spending. I wish I could find that exact no, post. No, no, I posted, I posted like every six months, but I first posted it maybe three what, years ago. What does ago. it say specifically, Christy? What does that say? Um, it says that we, we, um, we're building a lifestyle before we build you know, a business and we're getting suffocated by our mortgages and Starbucks. So basically I was saying that we think because we don't have large amounts of money to invest, that we don't have anything, that little bit of money that we spend at Starbucks per day is money that could be saved up and invested. We'll go out because we got our first job or we got our first business and get a BMW and we're not as stable. We don't have as much cash flow. Now you have the lifestyle built but you don't have an income. You don't have passive income. You don't have emergency money. If something happens to you, God forbid, because you don't have anything to reach back to, but you got the lifestyle. So many people will ask me how I was able to go into business full time. I have less lifestyle than you. Wow. I had less lifestyle Ooh. when I first started. I didn't have a lot of debt. I, didn't, I had an old car. My car was 11 years old and I was still driving. It was stopping on me every week. But I said, shoot, worst case scenario, I'll pack up Bailey in these books and I'm out and I can make a move like this. I can get on a plane like this. That can change your business. So many people have so many things weighing them down that they can't, they can't make a move. They can't, um, they can't see how this, this business, how this business idea could turn into something amazing because they have too much lifestyle holding them down. You got your girlfriend Wednesdays. You got your twice a year, you know, um, activities. Kevin and I have a friend. How can I say this? I'm going to say this as gingerly as I can. He's been in the trucking industry for about 20 years, never owned a truck. We ain't even in the trucking industry. And we got trucks in about eight months, okay? But this is a person who has to take about four or five trips every year. And I'm talking about blowout, big trips. You guys probably, you know, sometimes when people are watching me, they think I'm on vacation. I didn't have a vacation for like three years. I didn't go anywhere. Anytime I was on a plane, it was work. I was getting paid. I went to Thailand a couple of years ago. That was the vacation. I hadn't had a vacation for a while. Okay. We were Great saving job. and holding money and saving and holding money. We can't go on a vacation right now. We're saving. We're holding money. We're like, that could be part of another truck. All right. <laughs> Let's short, save short, term, short term for long term. Yes. You got to be willing to trade that. And this, here's another thing I want y'all to think about. When you start spending money, right? And this is a good way to identify your money, right, Christy? I think this is good for people especially those who are working like just you, the only way you make money is on your job. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. I want you guys to start thinking about when you're about to buy a hundred, just say a thousand dollar bag. Instead of you saying, yeah, I'm about to just pay a thousand. How many hours did you have to work for that bag? Right. Mm -hmm. So just say if you make $20 an hour, that's five times. So basically, Hey, I, here, here's 50, here's 50 hours of my time for the bag. And think about the return Right. I want you guys to think about the return that you get from doing that. So mm -hmm. a lot of us, what we do is we go spend the 50, we go spend the give 50 hours away and we get a bag in return that can't necessarily make us anything in the future. So mm -hmm. a lot of times when I used to make my purchases, I think about how much time did it cost me to make the purchase? Mm -hmm. So I, I stop, stop looking at things in terms of cost and start looking them in time. How many hours did you have to work to get that? Right. And then what you need to be focusing on developing your skill set. So now when you're making these purchases, 
it's costing you less time. Yes. Right? It may, it may cost an Instagram post to buy that bag now. Oh, Instagram uh, post now. But uh, you got to be able to get to that point, right? You know, whenever I'm on my computer typing away and my family or Kevin asks me, what are you doing? Making money. Making money. Now, how I'm doing it, you want the details, I'll tell you. But all I'm doing is making money. <laughs> yeah. I think, I believe if you just utilize an Instagram to be social, you're using it for the wrong thing. Like, you're not on Instagram just to be social. Oh, it's me. about a, a bad... No, I'm saying people. I think if oh, you yes. use it only to be social, you're on a platform for the wrong reason. Absolutely. It's so much money, guys. Y'all are sitting here watching people become billionaires, Kylie, using social media, and you still like, should I be posting? Girl, guy, whoever. Yes. Yes. I've watched people become millionaires. It has helped my business tremendously. Women CEO Project, I'll say this, social media helped Women CEO Project at least by about 80%. Wow. I'm counting Facebook because we had Facebook before it was Instagram. I just got on Instagram like four years ago. But Facebook, Twitter, and um, uh, Instagram. Is LinkedIn Periscope is very good. Still I do. Because I have an old audience on Periscope. That, funny enough, the more men that follow me on live, like live streams are on Periscope, and they purchase products for their wives. I still sell a lot of products on Periscope from men buying for their wives. And here's the other thing. Here's the thing, guys. When we talk about being omnipresent, think about this. If you got an iPad, a laptop, you turn all of them devices on, you go live. Go live on everything, and you might only get a person, two, three, five, ten, but that's that's another person who don't know you, right? It's someone else who might, oh, man, I might want to support them. I might want to buy something. So, Christy, I know we went over an hour. I was only supposed to get 30 minutes of your time. I just want you to share with people everything you got going on, a little bit about the books, where people can buy them. I'm the owner of several of her books. Been to her conference. When I say she is fire, she is the truth, guys. So I definitely want you guys to take notes so we can go support her. You know, I, I like the, uh, and we don't sell nothing on the podcast, but all I ask is that we go support the guests who come on here because they're doing this for us. They're doing this for one, for the relationship we had, but ultimately yeah. they're doing this because they want you to accelerate to great and they want you to be able to reach every goal that you have. So Christy, share with us some things you got going on coming up and then how we can support you and get some of those books. So these are my first two books. This is my first, The Master Strategy Planner. And The Master Strategy Planner, it sold thousands and thousands of copies. I, I'm so glad that I created it because it's very good for someone who's in the startup phase. Um, startup to up to about five years, who is just trying to understand, okay, how do I talk through a partnership, a branding partnership or an opportunity? How do I grow my business? How do I write a proposal? How do I create a multi-channel um, marketing plan? All of that is in the Master Strategy Planner. And you can order this on Amazon or go to masterstrategyplanner.com. That's my first book. Then about four months later, I put out my 52 Questions Journal. Every woman loved this book because pink, of course. But this journal, I asked questions that I had to ask myself when we were doing that mindset work that Neo and I talked about, um, but also questions to get me to make a move, right? Like, like, let me read this one to you, week 25. Have you identified your non-negotiables? Many things in life require flexibility, but your sanity, boundaries, and peace of mind, those are things that are inflexible. Make a list of non-negotiables in your personal, business, spiritual, and financial life. That's one of the questions. So every Sunday, I wanted a woman to sit with her book and basically just write out what's going on. You know, one of the questions that I ask in the book is, where do you want to live and why couldn't you make a move? And do you know, a couple months after I put that book out, this lady moved to Mexico. Mm. And when she messaged me and told me that that question in the book made her move, and I know her. She used to live here in Houston. And she moved to Mexico. She's been gone for... My book has been out three years. She's been gone three years, you know, so that's pretty amazing. Now, those are my first two books. And last week I launched my third book, which is a 12 month sales and money planner. Now, like I said, it's on Amazon right now, but of course I can't just launch. I gotta, you know, something special is happening starting Monday, but just FYI, 
I give a lot of information in this book, um, how to make money monthly. Um, I have scripts for LinkedIn and email connecting. I have um, sales funnels, uh, how to sell your book, how to do collaborations, how to do social media sales, how to pitch your proposals. And then I have worksheets. In addition to the monthly planner, I have worksheets at the back of the entire book. So how to set up your Instagram lives. What do you need to do? How to um, sell your books, how to create a product, um, how to, I have sales funnels in here. So all you have to do is write out. I'm telling you what to do with your sales funnel. How much is that book, Christy? $34.99. That's it? For all yeah. of that? Yes. You giving it away then. Guys, go yeah, buy that book. <laughs> Mine will be ordered You already know what Amazon gets. As <laughs> soon as this recording is done, I'll have mine. Listen, guys, please, please, please follow Woman CEO Project in the comments. Tell her Neo sent you. I'm going to plug all of Christy's websites in the actual show notes so you can make sure you go get a book. Um, I have both books. Now I'm about to have the third book. Any book. And here's the thing, guys. You support your friends. We're not asking for nothing for free. Hey, I, send me a book. No, I'm going to go invest in that book because I know how much that master strategy planner has helped me. So I'm definitely going to buy that book. It's like 200 and something pages for 34 yeah, hours. Pages. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but no, Christy, I'm super proud of you. I'm excited about all the businesses you continue to start, all the women and men around the world you help, um, the strategies that you give, like literally on this podcast. If you really... You can go get several pages of notes and they could go literally help somebody make some money almost instantly yes. if they're willing to take action. And that's the biggest thing we want you guys to take, especially if you're listening to Accelerate the Great Guys. These strategies that we share, they won't work unless you do. There's no way it's going to work. There's no way you're going to grow. There's no way you're going to get to six, seven figures unless you say yes to yourself, unless you say it is time for me to make this work. As wow. we stated earlier. You can't inherit your job. You, your kids can't inherit your job. If your job was to fire tomorrow, what would you do? Like, what can you do? What comes easier to you and harder to others? What, is, what are you extremely passionate about that you can eventually monetize? And the third thing I'm going to say, if you're utilizing social media, find out a way for that to begin to pay you, right? Mm -hmm. The average person is looking at their phone 150 times a day. One of those times, you want them looking at your page, right? So... All Let's right. make sure we do Any last words you got, Christy? Join me in London. Come meet me in London. That's the next stop on my Global Power Tour on May 18th. Let's go. So listen, Let's if you go. check, if you tune in, please, guys, go support us. So with that being said, I want to say thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Accelerate the Great. We just gave you guys over an hour of game, mm -hmm. literally a whole lot. So please go follow Woman CEO. And with that being said, guys, have an incredible day today. Uh, go do something different. Go challenge yourself. Go go push yourself. And remember, like this episode, share it out, rate it, and uh, go comment on Christie's Instagram at Women CEO Project. And with that being said, go accelerate the great. Everybody have a great day, people. Thank you, Mia. Thank you.